You Can Mentor is a podcast about the power of building relationships with kids from hard places in the name of Jesus. Every episode will help you overcome common mentoring obstacles and give you the confidence you need to invest in the lives of others. You Can Mentor. Welcome back to the You Can Mentor podcast. My name is Steven, and I have Caroline Cash Hello. in the room and our special guest, Adrian McConnell. What's Woo-hoo. up? What's up? My man. He runs a ministry called Youth Revive. Can you tell us a little bit about Youth Revive right off the bat as yeah. we start out? Yeah, definitely, man. Youth Revive was actually established and found back in August of 2013. And our mission is to empower young people so that they can become character-driven revivalists. A revivalist Let's is... Go. You like that? That's awesome. You like that? All right. Yeah. This guy has revivalist on his backpack. Like, come That's on. how we roll, man. It's good. I was going to wear my I'm a revivalist shirt, but then I was like, no, nah, that's too much. I better wear a polo today. <laughs> Bring in the polo. You, you knew you know Zach Garza is over here at 400. That's like, right. Okay, I'm going to fit in. I'm that's right. Be all thanks to all men. Wear Amen, polos brother. around Zach Garza. Amen, brother. <laughs> yeah. So me and my wife, we um, we started the organization and um, man, it has been award win. I mean, God has really been doing some amazing things and I'm excited about some of our new partnering schools and some of our new partnering agencies. And uh, we're just, we're plowing away, you know, just looking at more ways to help young people grow in their character so that they yep. can transform their community. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I love having you on the podcast. I feel like you're going to give our mentors a lot of value mm-hmm. in their relationships because I know that every mentor would probably say, I want my kid that I'm mentoring to grow in character yeah. and to revive their community yeah. and yeah. make an impact and a difference. So Certainly. Thanks for listening today. Get excited about hearing from Adrian McConnell with Youth Revive. What made you passionate about mentoring? How did you get into Youth Revive? When did this become yeah. a thing for, for you guys, you and your wife? <laughs> well, uh, as mentioned, we launched in August of 2013. I was pastoring youth at the time at a church in South Dallas. There was a high school in walking proximity of the school, and I was looking at ways to expose young people to Jesus Christ, primarily that lived in that community. So I went up to the high school, and I was like, hey, put me to work. That's awesome. Yeah. So I started volunteering, man. They had me stuffing envelopes for like a week, and I was like, this ain't cool. (laughs) This is not why (laughs) I'm here. not why I'm here. Uh, Can I do something else, please? So they uh, actually- Can I talk to somebody? Can I talk to somebody? (laughs) Is there an administrator that I can link up with? And that happened. So they partnered me with a student, or excuse me, with a teacher who uh, was getting ready to launch an organization for young men uh, there at the school. It was an after-school program. And I said, you know what? That's what I want to do. Mm. And um, and so in, I want to say, the spring of 2010 is when I started partnering with this program at Roosevelt High School. And immediately I, I uh, just fell in love with the young men. And some of those same young men mm-hmm. began to go to my church. And I started, you know, hanging out with them, mentoring them. And before you knew it, 
I mean, the youth group began to just grow and grow and grow. So following that, um, a couple of years down the line, I started uh, looking at launching my own nonprofit organization. I was working actually with the Dallas Leadership Foundation at the time. They contracted me out to do the work that I was doing in my community via my church. And really, they were were very instrumental in encouraging me and my Mm -hmm. wife to launch Youth Revive. Wow. Yeah. So that's kind of... The, the beginning and, and how I got started with Youth Revive. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Can you can you paint a picture of walking into Roosevelt High School? Scared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was like, Gosh. oh, my God. Like, I hadn't stepped, at that time, I hadn't stepped foot in a high school since yeah. I was in high school, yeah. which was a long time ago. And uh, and it was very dark and gloomy. Um, mm-hmm. But I knew that there was a calling on my life to go in and make this school my mission field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how I saw it. That's how I embraced it. And that's how I overcame my fear. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But definitely, definitely scary. I was like, oh, my God, I can't, mm-hmm. you know. I yep. can't believe this, but I knew for a fact, without a shadow of a doubt, that I was supposed to be there. Yeah. For for mentors, it comes one of two ways. It's like, I'm invested in this kid. He's my mission field. But then his context becomes where yeah. I'm working. Definitely. Yeah. Or I feel called to this place. This is my mission field. But the relationships are my are my mission. And Definitely. And I think mm-hmm. both of those are kind of in a mentor's experience, you can't so mentor cool. a kid without understanding their context, where they're living, where they're right. growing up, Definitely. where they're going to school. Yeah, you can't separate the two. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both have to be in high consideration. Yeah. yeah. The the student as well as the community, mm-hmm. as well as the culture. Yeah. Yeah. How did you start to like educate yourself? High school is different today than it was. I mean, when we were yeah. all in high school, you know? Yeah. And so how did you kind of start? I'm to- sure I'm older than you guys, but it's all good. <laughs> how did you start to educate yourself on like a typical high school experience or the high school experience of the kids that you were working with? Well, as we know, young people will teach you. Mm-hmm. And, and so as you spend time with them, they become the instructor. Yeah. And they educate you on yeah. the times. They mm-hmm. educate you on the trends. They educate mm-hmm. you on the culture and what to say, when to say it, mm-hmm. how to say it, when not to say yeah, it, that's good. The, the whole nine. And so mm-hmm. as, as you spend time with young people in, in, I guess their world, mm-hmm. uh, you become very adaptable and you become really a student to, yeah. to what's going on in, in their world. And so high school is a part of that mm-hmm. in, in learning, uh, just to embrace the atmosphere, yeah. not not being settled mm-hmm. or okay yeah, with totally. what you're seeing, you know, take place, mm-hmm. uh, but becoming engaged and involved in 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 such a way where you're aware and you're informed. What would you say to a mentor who feels intimidated by the context their mentee lives within their school? Who's walking in there with, I mean, you said fear, but mostly probably that fear is just, this is something new, but, but a mentor who's walking in and like, I, I don't feel comfortable. I feel mm-hmm. insecurity. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it's kind of like people that do evangelism. I mean, you're yeah. a pastor. Yeah. 
people walk into evangelism and they're just immediately afraid. Yeah. What would you say to a mentor who's experiencing that? Yeah, well, you you said it, experience, and then I think learning how, what Joyce Myers would say, do it afraid. Mm. Learning how to do it afraid. And so we we have to learn to face our fears as as mentors as people in general as believers in Jesus Christ um we know that the bible says god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind so for one we have to understand that this is a spirit you know this wow. is this is not this is not me per se in the flesh but this is a spirit that i'm up against yeah. and so therefore i have to combat it head on i have to combat it face on and uh, and so anyhow knowing that I think is first and foremost I think as we embrace uh, the moments that mm-hmm. come by way of us embracing our fears we become more experienced yeah. you know and, and we and we learn that okay it's, it's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be mm-hmm. um, yes I may have these feelings of insecurity but these are just feelings. I can I can get over the hurdle. I can I can you know leap over these emotions by choosing to adapt uh, to 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 the environment and by choosing to yeah. embrace the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Well, and and even as a, as a mentor, just because their normal isn't your normal, doesn't mean they're wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean their culture is inferior or. That, that, yep. that they have to assimilate into the way that mm-hmm. we do life. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know if you've had experience with, with that where there's misconceptions about, I guess, the, the morality of how someone lives their life, how they talk, how they speak, how they interact. Like, how, What would you say to a mentor who, who's kind of feeling like, man, that's wrong, and mm-hmm. like this is how I do it, and so you should assimilate into my... That comes with stock, mm. right? We're we're in like I know you and you know me. Yeah, like we have a relationship now. We have some tenure together, and and so going into a relationship, a mentoring relationship, to correct without without some stock, mm-hmm. you know, without without mm. you know having any type of investment or deposits. Deposit, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you could really uh <laughs> do some damage. Do some damage. Um because if if you are men- mentor, there's some outcomes, there's some goals that you want to achieve with this mentee and and so to tread carefully and to make sure that you are investing mm-hmm. properly before you begin to pull out the whip, so to speak, <laughs> yeah. and, and and make some corrections. Uh, you want to make sure that you can go there. Mm. You know, you want to make sure that, that, hey, this kid understands that whatever you're going to state in corrective form is coming through your love for mm-hmm. them. That I'm doing really this good. simply because I love you. Yeah. You know, and, and because I'm down for you, and I want to see you succeed, and I want to see you, ex, you know, excel. Yeah. Um. So I think it's important to make sure that you have some 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 stock That's before really you before you go there, because I mean, you know, cussing. I mean, these are things that I've almost become uh, not desensitized to, mm. but but I realize that this this kid is not where. I'm at, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 so I have to see them not in their current state, but I have to see them in their future state. And that mm-hmm. means I must have hope for them that who they are today can be totally different yeah. five, ten years down the road. That's really good. Yeah. What are the practicals that you have implemented in your mentoring relationships to get from where a kid is today to the hope and like the future that they have that Mm -hmm. you're believing for Mm -hmm. them? Well, number one, I I think it's, it's prayer for me. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's me. It shouldn't be just you. We should all be praying. Yeah. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's, it's prayer Mm -hmm. for, for me. Yeah. Like first Mm. and foremost, God renew my mind. Wow. Mm. You, you, you get Whoa. what I'm saying? So so that I can see as you see. Yeah. Because yeah. God already knows the plans that he has for this mentee, right? Mm. I mean, it's already written. It's mm. already laid out. So God, help me to see what you see. Help me to see beyond what I see currently. That's so yeah. good. And then I pray for the mentee. You know, God transformed them. You know, I know that their current situation is this. God turned that thing around. You know, mm-hmm. make some things happen mm-hmm. through through even my efforts. God, what does that look like? Let me get engaged in your plan mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. this child. What did your mentors do that stuck with you, that that stood out yeah. most within those relationships? So you look back and you're like, you know what? That guy, that guy mentored me well. I, w- I would say they had me around. They, you know, my, my uncle, my youngest uncle, uh, we're 10 years oh. apart, and he allowed me to spend time with him. Mm. My grandfather, uh, same, um, very pivotal in who I am today. He just allowed me to spend time with him. You know, I, I remember specifically, I remember vividly <laughs> riding in his El Dorado Cadillac. Listening <laughs> to the Urban Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, come on, uh, preaching on the radio awesome. <laughs> as a, as a twelve year old, you know, heading to Mickey D's to go get his coffee. You know, I remember those moments and me just being able to to ride shotgun with him mm. um, was enough for me in that moment to feel a state of comfort, to mm. feel a state of strength. You know, I mean, goodness, I this is my granddad. Mm-hmm. And, and let me give you a little context. I never, I've never met my father before. Mm-hmm. And, and so my grandfather and my, my youngest uncle, all of my uncles, I have a total of four uncles and all of them, you know, were very pivotal when it mm-hmm. comes to who I am today. When I reflect and think about the times that we spend and how they chose to shape me and mold me. And, uh, and really be that mentor, that family mentor. Um, so anyway, you know, having, you know, relative, relatives around, my grandfather, my, my youngest uncle, really helped create and establish culture. You know, they taught me what it meant to work hard, you know, mm. to be faithful to your wife and to be faithful to your faith. How does mentoring affect 
a community mm-hmm. in the long term? What is the long term impact of you're saying you want to build character, good character, revive character in in kids for the flourishing of communities? So mm-hmm. what what is the long term effects in community from mentoring? Students, young people, mentees, they live in community. They are the very makeup of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And and so as a mentor is doing life with a mentee, the possibilities of that young person growing in their character uh, is, is increased and heightened dramatically. So through that, because these young people live in community, they are able to take what they're gaining, mm-hmm. values, morales, gifts, abilities, all of these things that they are gaining through the relationship of the mentor, they're able to take that and make it applicable to where they live. And that in within itself brings about a transformation in the community. It's from one household to the next household to the next household. Mm -hmm. It's because the mentee makes up the community. Yeah. Right? People make up neighborhoods. People make Mm -hmm. up cities. People make up towns. And the healthier we are, the healthier the mentor is, the healthier the mentee is, then the better the community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Behind all the issues and the experiences of our communities, they're people. They're people. It's not statistics. Mm -hmm. Right. It's... And I, I like what you said about if you are given something, you're able to give it away. Mm-hmm. And all the all the gifts and ta- and abilities and beliefs yep. a mentor gives, the most meaningful ones are ones that they can give away freely. Definitely. Just like how Jesus teaches, like, freely you have received, freely give. Mm-hmm. Everything Jesus gives us is impartable. Whereas if I give my mentee a, a bicycle and think I've accomplished something. I may have accomplished something and made him feel transportation. happy, but <laughs> transportation, come on. True. And, and so I don't want to belittle that, but also how is my kid going to pass that on? Maybe he can pass it on to one other person, but mm-hmm. if I give him relational, like, I mean, relational strengths, if I show him what it means to invest in someone's life mm-hmm. personally, I'm giving them, things that they can pass on sure. to everyone they know. And and sometimes that's done with intentionality and sometimes it happens fluidly. You know? Yeah. Um so when when I think about the bicycle and I think about transportation, I think about a kid being able to get to an area uh where they may not have been able to get to prior yeah. to receiving that bike. Um I think about being able to get to an activity being able to get to basketball practice or football practice. And and so um, I think it's it's more than just the cha- the tangible that the kid is receiving. I mean, when a kid is able to get to basketball practice, well, gosh, that's 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 major impact. That's huge. Because now we're talking about a kid being able to spend time with his peers mm-hmm. and being able to learn, right? Because playing basketball or being a part of a sports team cultivates more character. Yeah. You know, it, it teaches a kid how to be patient. It teaches a kid how to collaborate. It teaches a kid uh, how to grow in all of these various skills and abilities. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, to pass along something, a mentor passing along something, we can't consider anything that we give or pass along lightly. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, something as minute 
yeah. can can bring about a huge impact wow. and make a huge difference. And and so we have to think about everything that we do, whether it be done with well thought through plans, mm-hmm. with intentionality, or whether it just happens fluidly by way of a conversation. Everything is meaningful. Everything can be purposeful. Mm-hmm. Everything God can take and do something with it that's beyond what we could ever imagine. Wow. That's good. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's making me tear up because I, I feel like a lot of mentors, they may think the things they're doing with their kids are just cute. Like this is, you know, yep. like the gifts that we give, the things that we say, like looking a kid in the eyes and saying, hey, I love you. Yeah. Like oh my that God, can just feel man. like for a mentor, sometimes you can feel like, man, I'm just, I'm feeling embarrassed because I'm just being cute with this kid. But actually mm-hmm. the impact that that can make is profound it's huge and and even just you correcting me on giving a bike like you don't know how many opportunities you've just opened for this kid who i mean the kids that we're mentoring are from hard places yeah and and so one little thing like transportation can keep you from being on the basketball team can keep you on the from being on the football team i met with a kid this last week who has practice till 5 30 wants to be a part of our program, but has a ride at 5.30, but not at 6. And if he just has this this ride, all of these opportunities are open mm. to him, and he lives right down the road. Yep. And and so having a bike or having having something or just a relationship could change his life. Yep. And we yeah. would just... Yeah, because, I mean, we never know how one moment can lead to an open door an open opportunity or we don't know how one new relationship mm-hmm. can really lead to purpose and fulfillment. You know, we, we can't, we can't dictate that. I think yeah. that's why we must learn the power of being present yeah. and, and doing what we can do to be a resource through the source. It's really good. Come on. You know, can you can you share a story of a high school student and how you, how you built a relationship with them? Yeah, my boy KD Kellington Dillard. Whoa, yeah. that's an awesome name. Isn't a very that a dope name? name? Yeah. Man, when I first met him, I said the exact same thing. I'm like, dude, your name is profound. It's strong. It's powerful. It's manly. <laughs> but KD KD was um, he was a foster kid. And uh, and I can share this because I know he wouldn't mind. Um, comes from just a, a very very difficult upbringing, you know, from from foster care to foster care, foster mm-hmm. home to foster home. And uh, I met him when he was a freshman over at Roosevelt High School. And KD, he, he was a very rambunctious young man. Uh, very He's short. Got to be with that name. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yes. I'm seeing bow ties. I don't you know. See, yeah, yeah. He, he really. You're spot on, man. He can rock a bow tie. Okay, definitely. I hooked him up with with a bow tie or two. I took him to New Mexico, and I had to kind of suit him up one time. So yeah, he had a had a bow tie on uh, when we went to church uh, in New Mexico. Anyway, uh, Kellington was uh, just just a, a great kid, but he had he had this other side. 
you know, and, and it was rooted in his pain, mm. you know, in his frustration. And so me spending as much time with him as possible was going to be very key for me to be able to do what mentors do, you know? Um, and, and, and so there were, there were phone calls, there was, you know, text messages, there were calls to his mom. There were, <laughs> there were times where I sat in his classroom. I would just come up to the school and he would be in class. And so I would just go to the classroom and, and sit in there in the back, you know, yeah, crazy stuff like that. Like, especially if I knew he was cutting up in class, maybe like the day prior, or he had an issue with the with the teacher, I would just show up. And, and, and they I, encourage you to be there? Like, oh, my God, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Man, yes. They love it. Teachers love that. Administrators love that. Yeah, that's definitely. Awesome. That's awesome. Definitely. Yeah, that's how they do it on the south side. In <laughs> Like, come on, come on, help us, help us, please. Did you pass your background check? Great, come on. <laughs> as long as you pass the background check and do your orientation through the district, you're good. But uh, yeah, there were moments and times where I would just I would sit in the class, you know, and uh, I mean, you know, he would hate it, but it was a demonstration of my care for him. Yeah. It was a demonstration of my hope for him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think just being there, being present, you know, being available, listening, you know, not always having the solution. Mm. Wow. Right? Because oftentimes as mentors, you know, we want to be the problem solver. Totally. However, because we are human and we're not divine, we don't have all the answers. Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes it's just good to lean in here and, 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 and listen. Can you, can you talk about, uh, your marriage and how, yep. how your wife has been involved in mentoring with you? And what, what that's looked like. Because a lot of our mentors, they, they're they mentoring a kid and mom is building a relationship with the kid and the family, the mom. And and that's a dynamic that we want to encourage because yeah. mm-hmm. we feel like there's a mutually transforming fam, family relationship there. So can you, can you share more about how y'all do it? Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, me and my, my woman, my wife, my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> We've been together a total of 22 years. Whoa. And, awesome. uh, okay. So, yeah, yeah you yeah. are older than us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we haven't been married 22 years, but we've been together 22 uh-huh. years. We've been married 17. Come on. Yeah, we got married oh, when awesome. we were uh, seniors in college. Decided to run off to college together, and then we got married. So, if you're out there listening, honey, I love you. Can I do that? Is yeah. that okay? Yeah. I love you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is amazing. Uh, I don't. I don't know how else to put it. Her role when it comes to what we do is very, very key. It's very instrumental. Um, we have over, I would say, the last ten years, opened up our home to a couple of young ladies, and um, and we do young ladies because I have a daughter. And and 
I just feel more comfortable that way. Yeah. With having a young lady instead of a young man uh, stay with us. That's something else. Like if you are thinking about bringing in Mm -hmm. a child in your home, for one, you want to make sure that you're in agreement. Husband, wife, total agreement. And then, oh, my gosh, you want to make sure that you have some expectations in advance. Mm -hmm. You don't want to create expectations after the Mm -hmm. fact. You want to go into this relationship because you're bringing someone into your home with with and, and, and this is. This is case by case wherein, yeah. you know, if if you know that God is leading you to, to do this, then then you definitely want to make sure that you are prepared as about as best as you can mm-hmm. to open up that door for that shooting. So anyhow, uh, my, my wife, her involvement in the process, you know, of having these two young ladies stay with us. This was separate occasions um, was, was great because it required her to, to do a little bit more than, than the norm, because we have, you know, we have someone else living with us. It's not to say that she would change up how she would live or any, or we would change up how we live. No, uh, we were just, a little more intentional in terms of what we did and how we did it. So yeah. if if we were going to have a family meeting, then we would engage that student and say, hey, come on, you know. And that was for exposure purposes. Um, mm-hmm. When it came down to cooking, hey, come on, you know, join me in the kitchen. Little small things like that have great lasting impact. And so my wife mm-hmm. was the staple and making sure that these things took place. So having her uh, by my side, having her in my ear, having her, you know, kind of coach me even on what to do, how to do, um, has been very, very helpful for me as uh, as head of house and then also uh, as head of a nonprofit organization. Wow. That's awesome. That's so good. Allowing mentees to experience the little things, mm-hmm. the little moments, the family meetings, the family dinners, the riding shotgun. Yeah. It's like going to a gas station could actually be a good mentor activity. You know, it really is, actually. <laughs> Getting uh, a Slurpee. Well, I had a young man that didn't, he had never pumped gas before. Yeah, you know? someone's got to teach him. And he didn't know where the tank was at. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's like so a very basic. Very. Yeah. Yeah. The things that we sometimes, you know, overlook and and consider yeah. as very small. But even like when you think about the household, mm-hmm. yeah. Today, today it's like you put something in the microwave, you go to your room, you play two K, that's dinner. And to be invited into, hey, we're gonna have a conversation. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah, like we're gonna share about our day. Mm-hmm. Those are very basic things that make you feel seen, known, valued, and Amen. are difficult at first because just because they're new. It's right. it's not because they don't like it. It's right. it's because it's they've new. never done it before. Right. And I I think acknowledging those things of being intentional and just mm-hmm. what you're saying about your wife of like I need to make an invitation into these little moments that really go a long way to set them up for success later on in life. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like how many family 
meetings are going to happen in their life because they were they participated. Yeah. When we bring someone into our home, we're we're definitely intentional. Like yeah, we we we're thinking through really everything. So um as as we're sitting at the table, you know, we we know that at the table for one there's no cell phones. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, we're going to do pros and grows. You know, we're going to we're going to talk about, you pros know, and grows. pros like and grows that. and and we're going to highlight, you know, what was good about our day. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about, you know, what was not so good. Mm-hmm. So these are things that that we do as a as a family and we love involving others mm-hmm. into that space for teaching, you know, just for teaching purposes. So it's it's really cool. Um Margaret, what's up, Margaret? Uh, Margaret is good and grown now. She lived with us for well over a year. Margaret texts this morning, and she wants to come and hang out at the house this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And she's 23 or 24. I don't know how old you are, Margaret. I know you're grown. <laughs> um, so, so anyway... The, the relationship does continue. Yeah. yeah. There, there's, there's life after the teenage years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the mentor, and this is really good, and I, and I think it should be very encouraging for, for the listeners that, that you are still needed. Like, mm-hmm. as the mentor, you're still necessary. Yes, some years may pass. Maybe, maybe it's been a year, two years, three years since you've heard from Johnny or Christina or Christopher, or Madeline. Perhaps you hadn't heard from them in some time. Please know that what you invested was not in vain. Amen. You know? Um, And, uh, you know, please know that they still think about you, that they still consider you, right? And so when Margaret texted and said, hey, I want to come over and hang out this weekend, for one, we were like, hey, as long as you find your way, you're good. <laughs> she lives like 45 minutes away. But we're like, oh, you're more than welcome. You can eat all the food. Uh, just get here. Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah, that. but don't forget, mentor, you are not forgotten and that you're still necessary. You know, even after the teenage years. If there are mentors out there, people who want to mentor, um, what would you say, what would you give like two to three just practical encouragements for people who are wanting to mentor but may not think or believe that they can or should or whatever? For one, just do it. Mm-hmm. Come on. Nike. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Jump in. Jump in. All in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right? I think that's number two. Mm. Just do it. Good. You asked for two. Just do it. And and be all in. Mm-hmm. Go all the way yeah. in. If you know that God is calling you to that space, mm-hmm. if he's calling you to this pretty huge responsibility, don't allow anything to keep you or hinder you. You're good enough, mm-hmm. right? You, you, you're, you're skilled enough. Mm. Evidently, God has positioned you, even if you if, even if you don't feel like you have the wits mm. to make this happen. Mm-hmm. If He's calling you, then He's going to equip you with yeah. what you need. Come on, all right. you have to do is do it and do it all in. 
love everything you shared with us today, Adrian. It's been fun. Would you please give us some more information about how people can get in touch with you mm-hmm. or how they can get involved with Youth Revive? Definitely, definitely. Well, you can find us online at www.youthrevive.org. We are on just about every social media outlet. You can find us at Youth Revive Inc. And I think we're even on Snapchat, and that's something. Hey, yo. Come on. Come on, snappers. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not usual. Yeah. I mean, but that's where the kids are at. That's where mm-hmm. they're at, man. I still don't know how to use Snapchat. One of our kids I'm tried to get me on TikTok, and I'm confused every time I get on there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to operate TikTok. <laughs> But my daughter does. There you go. And, and so I guess that's good enough. But if you're a little old school and you still know how to pick up a phone, then <laughs> the number is 214-414-9449. Again, 214-414-9449. You cannot text that number. Uh, it is not textable. That's a hard you have, line. That's a, yeah, you got to call that number. That's so good. We are always looking for those that want to get engaged. Mm-hmm. In the schools, we're always looking for churches that want to partner with our organization so that they can get into a public school setting to do what they believe God has called for them to do. Sometimes churches don't feel like they have a way in. Mm. We want to be that way in to 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 the door. Yeah, we definitely want to facilitate that. So so um, if you're interested, you know, you have our information. Look us up. Just do it. Can you clarify where you guys are located? Yeah, certainly. We're in we're in four uh, public schools. We actually partner with the Collegiate Academies in DISD. Uh, we are in Roosevelt. We are in Lincoln. We are in Pinkston, and we are in Hutchins High School. Wow. Doing the work. Our plan is to be in a total of fourteen Southern Dallas high schools by twenty twenty one, which is right around the corner. Come on, that is awesome. Yeah. Love it. We'll definitely well, be. We're going to need some help. Yeah, For real. It's yeah. awesome. It's well, listeners, if you're interested in getting involved in mentoring, live in South Dallas, live in Dallas, honestly, go to a church. You have, uh, I mean, a soul. Uh, please <laughs> yes. jump in with Youth Revive uh, and make a difference mm-hmm. in the life of a kid and join Adrian as he revives good character within the youth yeah. at, at those high schools. Uh, that it's ultimately going to change communities, man. Your work is going to change real. the community. So. Amen, brother. Mm-hmm. I received Check the that. show notes for all of those things. If you listened and don't remember, that's okay. It'll all be in the show notes you for go. you to reference. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you all so much. It was an honor to uh, spend some time with you guys. I love the work that you all are doing. I love Zach. I love Forerunner Ministries. Um, and um, you all just keep grinding it out. Keep doing it. Well, we appreciate the polo, too. So Mm -hmm. just wanted to mention that again. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. (laughs) Well, if there was anything you loved about this podcast, please share it with Mm -hmm. a friend, with uh, someone who you think would be great at mentoring, maybe someone you're dating. Hashtag Lucas, Caroline's boyfriend. You should mentor. Second time mentioned. <laughs> should, should we change it to you should mentor or you can mentor? You, you can. We'll, we'll keep it with you can mentor. You but can Lucas, mentor. You mentor. Yeah. Love so you it's guys. Lucas. Bye. Bye, Lucas. <laughs>